92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I feel like we're all in a great mood. Yet two of the three people on this show are kind of going through it. Fitty feels a lot better, but still going through it today. For me, I'm on a roller coaster ride. I could give out at any moment, just like I did yesterday, where I have to throw a Hail Mary to Wes and say, please save me. And then Wes had to drive and we had to try to figure out exactly how to roll there. Just stick with us today. Wes and Walker, it's Walker Mail, it's Wes Bryant, it's Josh Fitty Marlowe. I also feel like there was a lot going on as we entered the studio, so a couple of things. One, we had a nice snot and fart conversation transitioning from Charlotte Sports Today from the Boss Man to Wes and Walker. So that was the thing that was leading us off. Two, I also, Wes, I guess um, we're going to a holiday party on Friday? That's the thing? Maybe. Oh, well, we'll see what they're talking about. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, man. You know, I have long weeks, man. So at the end of the week, I try to try to rest up. So I don't know. It, he said it last minute. So maybe we'll see. So it looks like you're not going, but we were invited. Maybe. It's 50 50. We'll see. So we were invited late, though, because yeah. we don't have the official. It's only been, it's actually today. Yes, letting us know what new jacks we are. Yeah. You know, so we didn't get the memo. Today, by the way, officially a month in since the debut of Wes and Walker. That's right. One month anniversary. That's it. Oh, how do we celebrate? Uh, you you can celebrate? buy me Bossy Beulahs. I should do that. Do you want to go to Bossy Beulahs today? We could go to lunch after the show. I mean, yes. At the same time, you know, a couple of us are, are kind of sick still. And then, you know, the, the dad that is Wes Bryant is... is adamant that we take our cough drops yeah man i'm trying to doctor my guys up man and get you you know nurse nurse you as well as i can to get ready for the show and beyond well and the thing is i don't necessarily think it's necessarily a, a cough drop issue for me but you were like walker you need to take some cough drops it's going to open you up yeah and man. then you go into this secret layer of a pharmaceutical <laughs> company like i've ever seen where there's so many different things of medicine yes. that you brought you brought cough drops yes. you brought Three things of Tylenol. Yeah. You brought Mucinex, and, and I'm talking like a whole packet of Mucinex, yeah. not just like a couple of, of pills here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, You brought so much stuff. Taking that, care of my guys, man. You are the OG of this show. Yeah, the office manager, she keeps a lot of good stuff in there, man. She's been like that forever because, like I said, I think she has like four, I think she has four kids, and you can tell because she takes care of us like that. So, uh, so yeah, she would very much encouraged me to do so and help those. She wants to help people in the building. She's, oh, yeah. She's doing a lot. So shout out to whoever this is. Yeah, Miss Beth, man. Miss Beth. Miss Beth, thank yes. you so much for giving me the Tylenol, the Mucinex, and everything else. And thanks to a 704 number writing in. Congratulations on your first month. Um, he likes us a lot. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but he does like oh, us no. a lot. Oh, no. Go ahead and read the no, last not, for yeah, one no, Just go ahead and do it. No, I got love for the guy, oh, man. Oh, come on. He made all of this possible. Oh, come he, on. Be yeah, a for man. One month. All right. Well, I don't know why I'm, I'm I'm being nice is means I'm not being a man, but a 704 number said, congratulations on your first month. I like y'all way better than that Nick Wilson guy. That's one of my show burners. There you go. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, for one month, man, we need to get to 500 followers then. The fans need to get us to that on Wes and Walker. Yeah, but I always forget how to spell it. W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. Come on, man. Let's get hit that follow button on Twitter. Come on now. I think playing. I think we have 100 followers right now. Yeah, we need to get up to 500 by the end of the show and 1,000 by the end of the week. What happens? Do we we'll, give We might out? send them $500, maybe. Um, I will tell you this. We do have a lot of giveaways today. So, so three different <laughs> under his breath saying, yes, absolutely. We have a lot of giveaways. So the plan is to give away something at the end of every hour. That's the plan. So maybe not well, at the end of each hour. So at the end of each hour, if we can get to 500, then we'll pick, you know, a follower to give away. I don't, can we do that? <laughs> Let's go to our producer who is the station. Do we just need to do the whole caller thing or should we do some follower thing here to try to get our numbers up? No, uh, it's a lot easier on my end if we just do the caller type of thing. But okay. I would just also, whenever we're, we're promoting the giveaways, promote our Twitter handle, which Wes has a 100% rate. He has yet to misspell it. And I can't wait mm-hmm. for the that he does misspell it. Wow. And somebody can't find us on Twitter. Uh, but that's, And that's a good point. The problem is you've now done the bro- breaking the glass thing. Now that you just put it out there, Wes might misspell it at one of these points. I do want to bring this back real quickly to the holiday party that we were not invited to until two days before the event was going to happen. Are you going to this thing, Fitty? Uh, Wait, my, there's not going to be a, there might be Wes representing the show you it doesn't seem like are going to go to this party so am I going to have to be the lone representative of Wes and Walker here's my thing do we want that to be our first like show outing is something at the job like I thought it could be something where like we go to a ball game together you know you and I did the Hornets thing on Friday night which you sat as far away from me impossible and didn't talk Maybe we go to a bar, we go to a club. Do we want our first show outing to be something at the at the at the job? Well, I thought we were about to do a show outing at Bossy Beulah's today. Does well, that- see, I've got see because I'm very popular. Yeah, I, I've got an I've got a podcast. I've got to go on at three thirty. You're going to have to give it delivered to me. Okay. You're going to have to order it while oh, we're on the air. And I'm going to have to eat Bossy Beulah's while we're on the air. That seems a little bit beneath. Like that, I am beneath you, and it feels like a little bit weird. I don't know. You said it, not me. Yeah, I know. I know. I can. I know what angle you're playing at, though. And so that's the thing. We do need to go out somewhere and do the whole beer thing as Wes and Walker, and then we need to get people out there. I want to meet the listeners. I would like to do that. So we can we can try to figure something out like that, and then we'll figure out who all is going to go to this holiday party thing. We will. Try to talk about some Carolina Panthers today, and you can text us your thoughts at 704-570-9610. Getting a lot of kind text messages, too, about the show being officially one month in, so we'll read some of those. We'll read some of your other thoughts as well. We're pulling up to the scene. I got my cough drops. I've got my thermoflu. I got all that stuff, so we're getting off the bus. Let's do it. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! My biggest question about this weekend's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers is that, deservedly so, by the way, we're all feeling very good as Panthers fans because you have won three of your last four. You did just beat a really good team in Seattle that is absolutely in the NFC playoff picture. You did it on their home turf, which is huge because that's one of the hardest places to play. Are we underestimating Pittsburgh, though? That's my question. Pittsburgh is not a fantastic football team, but if you actually look at the losses they've experienced ever since Kenny Pickett took over as starting quarterback, 
the only losses they have are to teams with winning records and a lot of teams that are in playoff contention. Now, we don't know for sure if Kenny Pickett is going to play. We just saw Trubisky play this most recent game against the Baltimore Ravens. And we'll get back to that point in just a moment. (laughs) I don't like the face, though, from Fiddy. Is this bad breaking news that we're about to get? No, it's good breaking news. I just didn't want to interrupt as we were setting the show. Okay. Uh, Hornets star LaMelo Ball is optimistic to return tonight against the Detroit Pistons in the Victor Webb and Yama sweepstakes as the two worst teams in the NBA score off tonight in the Spectrum Center. So we're doing the opposite thing, right? We are actually trying to get better in a situation where it might be better to lose this game against Detroit. I'm not going to focus on that. What I'm going to focus on is the optimism surrounding LaMelo's potential return in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes tonight against the Detroit Pistons. By the way, Detroit, they just lost their number one overall pick from a couple years back. Kate Cunningham out for the season after undergoing a shin injury and then under going surgery too. What do you make of the LaMelo breaking news that Fiddy just brought in? Man, that's tremendous. We'll get some more excitement. Kai Jones has been the only guy thus far giving us the highlight real play, so it'll be nice to have LaMelo back, get a little bit of juice uh, back in and give you a reason not to maybe doze off while you watch the Hornets. Yeah, so I'm... I. You asked the question about the fun, hopefully returning to this team. LaMelo is walking fun. It doesn't matter what team he goes to. Right. That guy is one of the more exciting basketball players with the flashy passes, with the ability to pull up four feet beyond the three-point line. And sometimes he might miss, but more often than not, if you actually look at the stats, when you talk about him compared to other shooters, he's right there among the better shooters in the entire NBA. So that would be a lot of fun to see him coming back. Let's transition back to Carolina. We'll have plenty more on LaMelo. Do you think we're underestimating Pittsburgh here, Wes, or do you feel good about Carolina going into this matchup at the Oh, for sure, especially if Kenny Pickett plays. I think Panther fans are already chalking up that as a win because they're hot right now, and they think that the Steelers have a similar record. They're definitely like, oh, yeah, this team has a losing record. We're definitely going to beat them, and, you know, People are already looking forward to the end of the season as that Tampa game being the game and just overlooking everybody else as if you're not a 5-8 and eight football team on your own. I know the record's been different with Wilkes, but still at the end of the day, you're 5-8. and eight. Yeah, so Kenny Pickett took over at starting quarterback for Pittsburgh, and ever since... The Steelers finished 5-6 and six in those games. Not great, of course, except for the fact that every one of those teams they lost to do have a winning record. They are fighting for a playoff spot. We're talking about the Jets, the Bills, Miami, Philly, Cincy, and Baltimore. All really good teams, and the Jets are probably the worst of all of the teams that I just mentioned. But we don't know if Kenny Pickett is going to play for sure. We'll keep you updated on that as the week rolls along. Let's hear from Steve Wilkes, the Panthers head coach, discussing how... They do need those fans to show up at the Bank of America Stadium. I truly believe that we have the greatest fans in, in NFL football. I've been around here. Ooh. I've been in that stadium <laughs> when uh, you couldn't even hear yourself talk because it was so loud. Success we had here in the past. So I am asking and you know, for our fans to show up in mass this week uh, so we can have that same atmosphere when we play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, by the way, somebody corrected me. I said Thermaflu. I knew that wasn't right. It's actually Theraflu. So thank you to a 704 number. They catch everything, yeah, they, they? Well, they do, and I'm going to correct it. I knew that was wrong coming out. But you also had a comment, as you usually do, when Steve Wilkes speaks, and it seems like you might be insulting Steve Wilkes for that comment and Panthers fans all alike. 
I do think it's important for Panthers fans to show up as much as possible. Oh, no doubt about specifically it. Specifically against this fan base with the Steelers because they travel everywhere. Oh, no doubt about it. He's begging the Panther fans to show up because we know how it goes. And Panther fans, don't get mad. You can at me all day. You can at the show. Make sure you follow us if you add us. But listen, we know when the flagship teams come here, they take over the stadium. We hear it time and time again. We've heard Mack and them complain about it and stuff like that. So don't give me that greatest fans nonsense because when the Steelers come or the Niners come or the Cowboys come, it sounds like it's a home game for said team. So, yeah, let's not do that. So, Wes is doing reverse psychology. He doesn't actually dislike you, Panthers fans. It's going to be just, full of black and gold he, on Sunday. He's, he's just trying to tell you. Full of it. Yeah, he, you're turning heel. He's a wrestling fan. Wes is turning <laughs> heel. And you need to use this motivation and this anger that you have towards one Wes Bryant and actually go to this game on Sunday as Carolina it's takes Christmas on. It's Christmas time. They're going to be Pittsburgh selling tickets Steelers. for the Skrilla. You ain't fooling nobody. Yeah, see, yeah, keep slanging it up. tickets for the Skrilla. Keep it up. Off the top yeah. row. Up, baby, yep. that, I'm about it all. Big bow. It's the Wesson Walker roll uh, <laughs> show. We're often rolling, even though I'm not really doing a good job. We will talk about J.C. Horn. Speaking of anger towards Wes yeah, Bryant, yeah, let's get it. I'm ready. We heard some I'm things ready, from Mac and Bone earlier about Wes's take yeah. on uh, J.C. Horn. We'll Me get out in just a moment. <laughs> Sports Radio 92.7 <laughs> WFNZ. Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can feel free to share your thoughts and comments on the Garage Door Guru text line. The number you can text is 704-570-9610. We're going to be giving away some, I think, tickets? Is that right? Fiddy, what are we going to be giving away at the end of each hour? We have tickets to go see Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. You didn't tell me that. Well... There's a lot of things I don't tell you for your own good. Uh, but but now... I don't know why why that had to be about Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. You didn't want to tell me. Okay, because are you about to confess to being a Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top fan? Because, full disclosure... You would not expect me to be. And I understand that. Hell no. I, I, I totally get that. No, it's not like I'm going to go bump them in my car as soon as I leave. And it's been a long time since I have. But I definitely respect Leonard Skinner and certainly ZZ Top. ZZ Top's a cool dude, man. What's your favorite Leonard Skinner song? Um, Probably don't know the titles at the top of my head. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama is not that one, but I know, but right, like it's something that is played so often, you know, every single word to it. I don't know what my favorite Leonard Skinner song is. I'm going to have to have like a music bank to try to go to and then pick. ZZ Top, I mean, what's the most famous song from ZZ Top? Uh, Do you know about that? We're we're now going into territory where we maybe don't know as much as I, like I thought. Like a sharp dress man. That's yeah, yeah, that's really good. Give me all your loving. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Got me under pressure. Lagrange is really well, good. You know, it's funny. I was reading. I was reading this uh, article from Spencer Hall, one of the better college football writers out there, a part of SB Nation, when he did a profile on Mike Leach and. Spencer Hall said, 
Freebird should be America's national anthem. And Mike Leach said, I actually think that's indisputable. <laughs> so there we go. A Leonard Skinner into with the times with some of the news going on. Um, give me three steps is a good one. Simple man, of course. Simple man. You still it. haven't said Freebird. And this is I why. I literally just said Freebird. Oh, you were not listening, listening at all. I, In look, fact, I literally just went on a whole story about how I read the Mike Leach part of Freebird. And you just didn't listen at all. Someone on the text line was warning of Vernon on where to get lunch to celebrate his last day at his new job. I was doing I was doing the the work of the people. And I was not listening to what the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah, so okay, we're we're starting to do four different shows at once now because now you want to answer this person's question. We're talking about ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. I did want to give that person a shout out though because they did say that it was their last day at their old job. Their first day at their new job is here. And he wanted to go to the food experts, a part of WFNZ, even if Willie is probably cringing somewhere as he considers himself the food expert. Where should he go? Like, we can go ahead and answer that question. Wes, where should he go to start his job today, his new job that we also appreciate him spending with us on Wes and Walker? Where should he go for lunch? Yeah. Is anybody listening to me? Like, <laughs> is everybody yeah, doing something? Um, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Is it because I'm sick and and like I just need I need somebody to help me out? Yeah, send man. him over there to Rhino and get him a chicken tortilla. Rhino Mark is a good answer. Okay, yeah. he, he's from the Charlotte area. Wants something that can be delivered. Oh, um, <laughs> Rhino Market is it? Let's go with Rhino Market. I feel like Rhino. <laughs> Yeah, get your ass up and get in your car and go to Rhino Mark. Yeah, ZZ, so Casey Steve did just make fun of me and said, did Walker just say ZZ Top was a cool dude as if it was one guy? No, I'm thinking of the, the, the uh, did they all have the beards yes. and then the sunglasses? Right. Yes. So ZZ Top. There's two de- of them. Definitely cool. Definitely cool. Um, And uh, Leonard Skinner, I know, simple man, but obviously hip hop is absolute my absolutely my forte. All to say, we will be giving tickets away at the end of every hour, and I'm just glad that we've just been off and rolling in what was a perfect segue to talk about this Carolina Panthers segment that we have planned, because you got beef with Mac and Bone now. Yeah, man, they I st- heard they were calling for me. They started it, right? So Mac and Bone, they were talking about your J.C. Horn take. You made that into a promo, correct, Fiddy, about his, not displeasure for J.C. Horn, but not calling him a lockdown corner during the debate we had, how I said quarterbacks weren't really throwing his way right you made that a promo yeah that is correct and it wasn't it wasn't to it wasn't to spark a debate or an argument between shows on the station i thought it was Wes giving an opinion that he fully believed in you backed you know you pushed against it mm-hmm. it was great for all the guys let's give him some inside the radio that was like great promo material and then this morning i was making my way into the station listening to to the boys and you know mac was like i heard a promo about Wes saying that J.C. Horn. He was saying this on air. Yeah, was not, you know, is not a lockdown corner? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he just, you know, was dumbfounded by it. And I figured we'd give our man, Wes Bryant, a chance to either walk back those words after what J.C. did on Sunday in Seattle or double down and say that J.C. Horn still is not a number one lockdown corner in the NFL. Go ahead, Wes. Well, Queen City. <laughs> we got into this a little bit on the last show. You know, I think J.C. Horn's a good player, but this tab that's been put on him as if he's the next Deion Sanders or Darrell Revis, I think is a bit overblown. And I said that I don't think that the top quarterbacks in the league are scared of him. So let's begin. 
2021, what quarterbacks did he face? And to start this off, we'll preface it by saying that, you know, the stat came out that he is the uh, leader in the NFL amongst cornerbacks in passer rating allowed, giving up a 35.8 rating. rating. Yes. Two spots ahead of Sauce Gardner, who's the number one rated corner uh, on PFF. So starting with PFF, you know, the reason why his grade is in the 20s at this point is because of uh, the run defense, but he's 19th in coverage grade. Okay, so then we go overall to career. As I said, the top quarterbacks aren't scared of him. What quarterbacks has he faced? In 2021, Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston, Davis Mills. 2022, Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Jimmy G, Jameis Winston, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Joe Burrow, who didn't really have to pass against them like that. They just ran the ball up there behind. He did pass against them. I said he didn't really have to. I said because it was, you know. And when uh, when my man out, um, Jamar Chase was out. Yes, he was. Yeah, then Lamar Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson, who looks awful this year, and then Geno Smith. Wait, Wes, I heard like a pretty a pretty good amount of decent quarterbacks to really good quarterbacks in there. Who'd you hear? Kyler Murray's been struggling. Okay, so you just said Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Tom okay. Brady, who was the exact example you brought up to me, by the way, in our debate when you said, oh, okay, Tom Brady's we, not throwing that way. But we know what type of year that they're having. Uh, you can't use him as an example to defend your case and then do it again but he's, in the but exact opposite. But there's context. Tom Brady has been struggling this year. We know that Bucks just, offense has been struggling. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying, you asked me, oh, Tom Brady's not really throwing to him like that, and the answer turned out to be no. That's what I'm saying. That was the debate that we had, and you said Tom Brady's not really throwing to him like that, and that's one of the quarterbacks he faced. I, look, here's the thing that we talk about when we want to give guys credit. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's called him Deion Sanders, right? Well, you, uh, what was it you said the one day? You said something. When we debated J.C. Horn, I said. Oh, you said the teams weren't throwing at him. That's what I said. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, we're not going to act like this guy's like. But, Wes, then we went into the Denver Broncos game, and he was literally, among anybody that had 300 coverage snaps as a corner, the least targeted corner. So if he's not being thrown to, if you don't consider that, then you think every cornerback in the NFL is being thrown to because he was quite literally first going into that Denver game. Now, they tried him a couple times in this game, and J.C. Horn, yes, allowed a couple receptions to D.K. Metcalf, but also picked one off. Three for 49. Yeah. No, for sure. The interception was in zone coverage. He came off of his responsibility because he had good instincts. It wasn't a lockdown situation where he was all over Metcalf and picked it off. Okay. Great play. Okay. Sure, not man-to-man coverage, but great play. Right. My point was, which turned out to be true, that they were not throwing his way. And then I haven't seen the stats refreshed after the Denver and the Seattle game. But, I mean, damn. It's pretty fair to say that they were not throwing his way. And then you even said, Tom, and then Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is playing awesome. We talked about Geno Smith being somewhat in the MVP conversation mm-hmm. leading into this game. Like, come on, man. You got to give J.C. a lot. I'm not saying we don't have to call him Dion. We don't have to call him Darrell Rivas. We just got to give him his flowers here. We got to give him some love. But the flowers is what? He's rated 19th in coverage grade. So what What flowers? The fact that he's not allowing a good quarterback rating at all. When people do try him, which they don't often by the numbers, but when they do try him, then he's going to make you pay. How many interceptions does he have? Three? 
Like three, no, it's not as much as Tariq Woolen, but when they do try him, man, when you're the least targeted guy and you still are and able to come you, up with multiple okay, interceptions, so, that's but, impressive. So then you talk about the Cincinnati game. As I said, Cincinnati didn't have to throw much, but they had three targets, three receptions, 23 yards uh, versus versus T. Higgins in his matchup. So, but wait, I mean, those numbers are horrible. What are you saying about you those numbers? But it was three targets, three receptions. They Against, completed all three balls they threw at for, for underneath routes for 20? Hell, okay. Okay. But they still, like I said, they they. What is your point about JC? If if I, I think JC's not... a good player, but lockdown corner, no. And I don't think that the top quarterbacks in the league are scared of him. If he played the Casey, if he played the Chiefs, they light him up. If he plays Justin Herbert, they light him up. If he plays against, uh, you know, some of the top guys, they lighten him up. I mean, you just named what might be the best quarterback of all time in Pat Mahomes. Sure. Like, I'll give okay, you Okay, we can keep going. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings will light oh him my, up. I'm about to They lighten J.C. Horn up. He ain't guarding no Justin Jefferson. Wait. It, it, Justin Jefferson, fine. But if you're going to go with... Or Thielen. If you're talking about quarterbacks... And I mean, he just locked. He just where well, he locked what? DK Metcalf. What? He three did for very fifty. Well. That's locking him up. Forty-seven. <laughs> Forty-nine to I, be exact. Yeah. Three forty-nine and and yes. Lockett came it's and got that, him a seventeen-yard catch over there I'm, too. I'm just saying, it sounds like you're doing a lot of hating for somebody. I'm not hating. Year. I'm not hating. I'm just saying he's not day, a lockdown corner. So what does he have to do? Be number top five in PFF? I think the days of a lockdown corner are over, so, and a lot of us because of the rules. What What does he have to do to be so? There are no lockdown corners. I'm asking you, like, what does he have to do to be a lockdown corner? When he plays some games against some of the top flight quarterbacks and has a great game. So basically, game, Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert. There's more. Like I told you, I said Kirk Cousins, he ain't locking down nobody on the Vikings. You, Joe Burrow is better than Kirk Cousins. That's indisputable, and you need to okay, stop Okay, he it. completed every pass he threw against J.C. Horn. All right. If you want to go yardage and you want to go whatever, but still, he threw at J.C. Horn, he completed every pass he put over there. He's the least targeted guy with all these quarterbacks that you just but, mentioned. You but there's no quarterbacks on us. But, but that's what I'm saying. Come on now, context. The offense. You're the one that, that the Bucks, to me. But the Bucks are struggling this year. We know that. Okay. I mean, I'm just I'm going with literally what you said. So if, if that, the Bucks are running full throttle with the offense that we saw from them in the Super Bowl year, he's lighting up horn with with Mike Williams and and uh, and AB and. Uh, Godwin. Okay, we we can move. So I'm on. saying he's a good player. He's a good player, sure. But this reputation that he gets around here from Panther fans, they act like that. Like I say, he's Darrell Reeves, I mean, and he's not. He's not even close. Uh, yeah, he's. That's he, all I'm saying. Well, I mean, I know Darrell Reeves. If yeah, I think that gets misconstrued. If you want to argue, he's not as good as Darrell Reeves, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I'm just saying he's fine. not a lockdown corner. That 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 the best quarterbacks in the league are shuddering in fear. He's 19th again, Charlotte, in coverage grade from PFF. I think that's the most damning stat. But everything else points to him being pretty damn good. But I get it. Like we'll we'll move on from J.C. Horn. The question is, if you think he's a good player, yeah. not a lockdown Darrell Reeves. If you think he's a good player, do you still dispute? that this was the right pick for Carolina in the time. Because mm -hmm. the two other players that I was advocating for, mm -hmm. it was Justin Fields, because I desperately wanted Carolina to go after a quarterback. And it was also a tackle like Rashawn Slater, who mm -hmm. was available, and they decided to not go after him. Panay Sewell was taken, I believe, just one selection above J.C. Horn. So based off what you're saying, I would imagine you would still want Carolina to go after Justin Fields and Rayshon Slater, even in hindsight. Yes, for sure. These guys I'm going to be offense over defense any day of the week. It's hard to really put down 
a shutdown defense. Like, my Niners have a great defense. It took some time to build it. They hit on the right draft pick, sure. But as far as just, you know, there being a corner, like, you remember how Dion teams could pick him up and it would change the whole complexion of the franchise because they had him. Like, picking a corner these days, there's no corners you're drafting these days that's going to put you over the top as far as being a Super Bowl contender. Offense is the name of the game. So if I can pick a cornerstone left tackle or a a franchise quarterback over a cornerback, I'm going to do that 10 times out of 10. See, I think J.C. Horn clearly is a lot better than you think he is. At the same time, I still think there's an absolute argument to be made that taking Justin Fields and or Rayshon Slater would still have been the better move. Now, this is also something I said real time. I tweeted it out. As soon as that draft was going on, Carolina Panthers, they're on the clock. I tweet out. This has to be Justin Fields, so you at least take a shot at quarterback, or it has to be Slater because they've punted on left tackle long enough. And I will say, even with that strong of an opinion, and it was strong for me, that's exactly what I wanted. At the same time, I kind of threw my palms up in the air Mm -hmm. and was saying, well, the consequence, quote unquote, of suffering not taking one of those guys was to have what I believe is one of the better young corners in the league. Top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever you want to go with. Certainly a number eight overall value type of player. And if that's the consequence, again, I'll use quotes here that you have to suffer. Like, okay. Oh, wait, quick, quickly, real quick, though. I just go, go back. He didn't play against Tampa, so there's that. So there's your Tom Brady point. There's your Tom Brady point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to move on from the horn thing. All I right, got yeah. you. No, man. I just wanted to go back. I I'm just to go back. Yeah, so, so right. you move on. Yes, and then you actually have Justin Fields here. Like, is Carolina making the playoffs if Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for this team, and you don't have J.C. Horn, who certainly is the best corner on Carolina. I don't care how you slice it; that's not debatable. Mm-hmm. So. If you don't have J.C. Horn, that means your cornerback depth goes down, especially, remember, with the injury to Dante Jackson. If you put uh, Justin Fields as the starting quarterback, do you feel better about this team being a a playoff franchise going into this year? Oh, no doubt about it. If you, with this improved offensive line, you would have started the season in him with Christian McCaffrey. Then, like I said, he would have a receiver like D.J. Moore. He doesn't really have a number one out there in Chicago. So with a much improved supporting cast around him with the improvement that he's shown uh, this season, no doubt about it, I think you're more in the mix. You pick up maybe a win or two because we know as far as betting goes, quarterbacks move the needle as far as the point spread goes. Mm-hmm. So if you have a better signal caller like a Justin Fields who's a threat running and passing the ball like he is with some more with better weapons around him, yeah, I think no question you would be in the mix maybe at the top of this division and your future looks uh, a lot brighter than uh, the other teams in this division. Well, and and I think this conversation has changed so much after the first month of this past season because Justin Fields looked not very good, right? And I think part of that was on the Chicago Bears coaching staff for not allowing him to get out in space and run the football. But ever since they've done that, he's looked a lot better. They're allowing Justin Fields to take some of those deep shots downfield, and that offense has become a little harder to stop. No, Chicago not about to be in the playoffs by any stretch. But it would be a lot more exciting 
um, with this offensive line, you could see mm-hmm. that it would be a better situation for Justin Fields, I think, with this offensive line, with the number one receiver like DJ Moore, with a running game, whether it be McCaffrey, you send him out, now you have Deontay Foreman. I do think it would be a good situation. I do think that debate is interesting. I know Fiddy had some thoughts on that as well. I do want to get to him after his Fiddy flash. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit more on the other side of the break. What you got, Fiddy? All right, guys. I'm, I'm actually now certain uh, scrambling over here. Wes, <laughs> do, do you need some time? Or are you good? Like, do you need some time? You're scrambling. I didn't know if I needed to give you some more time. Yeah, no. Um, Wes, I know this is going to excite you. Okay. Uh, Carlos Correa last night at about 11.50 p.m., he signed a 13-year, $350 million contract with the San Francisco Giants making it now the the largest contract signed by a shortstop in baseball history, topping what uh, the Mets' Francisco Lindor is getting paid and what the Rangers paid uh, Corey Seager more than what Trey Turner is now getting now with the Phillies. What have y'all made about the money that you've just seen spent in this baseball offseason? Like, last year they implemented a whole luxury tax from new Mets owner Steve Cohen. He said, I see your luxury tax. You can see my middle finger. Are we getting to a point in time where we need a we need a we need harder cap restrictions in Major League Baseball? No, man. Look, to be honest with you, I don't care at all because it's I I don't care whatsoever about the harder cap restrictions in baseball because we've seen analytics actually help some of these other teams that don't have such a high payroll. Yes, high payroll it allows you to be towards the top, but I. The thing is, I'm actually happy to see these guys getting paid because I was so worried the direction baseball was headed when it looked like the owners were going to borderline collude and not pay these top flight free agents. And I thought that was really going to hurt the players at that point. And I'm team players when it comes to the the debate between owners or players, right? When we had this whole breakdown in negotiations during the pandemic years and people were seemingly siding with more so the owners, it didn't make sense to me because these guys had billions of dollars and yet they were taking so much more criticism than the players who wanted more money when you're talking about a huge difference, especially guys that haven't made it to that second contract. I'm actually kind of happy to see all these guys getting money because it's the owner's money. It's not mine. It's not the team's. If there's no payroll to be affected, cool. Yeah, they talked about how the Giants' attendance had been failing, and this was the guy that they needed to go out and sign, especially after they missed on Aaron Judge. You like that baseball knowledge. I came in like a savant right there. Yes, you did. And so um, so that was big. Just the amount of years. They signed longer deals than hockey. Uh, when you look at I was like, the first thing I said this morning, why would he sign a 13-year deal? I guess I'm getting used to NBA guys and being smart with their money, signing shorter deals and going back for a bite off of the apple more times. But, uh, yeah, that was a big deal. But as far as the money you see, man, it's just it, it, it's crazy to see the money these guys get paid. You had one more point real quickly before we go to break, or did you want to go to break? I was just going to ask you, if you guys were owners, would y'all spend money or would y'all be cheap bastards oh, I'd be like spending. most owners? I'd be I like spending to think I'd thriller. spend. I've never had billions before, so I don't know if They'd I can. They'd love me. I'd be giving out have the bag. Have you ever had millions? Um, yes, I have. I have had millions. <laughs> I've never had billions. But I've yeah. always had a few Gs. I got a few Gs. There you go. I've always had billions, but then I spent it all on your bossy bulas. So that's what happened mm. with me. All right. It's the Wesson Walker Show at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's visit the Campus Corner coming up next.
second of the first hour, Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Mending fences, talking about music during the break. Black Moon, excellent stuff. We were talking about him just a little bit. And we will visit the campus corner here soon. But remember to keep listening to the end of the segment because we do have Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top tickets. Or do, can you pick... I just want to know real quickly before I start to. Yeah, we need 500 followers. All um, of this. Typically, Walker, when somebody says, "Oh, don't don't be don't be smart, and, don't be smart," that means don't be both. Smart. And uh, look, I'll, I'll pull it up right in front so, of me. Okay, it says Leonard Skinnerd and ZZ Top, the sharp dressed, simple man tour. So I would imagine that means both are going to be there. I want to throw something at your face. <laughs> Because it's a fair question to ask if there were two events going on and they would be able to choose what event. And that's why you could also say and. But if you want to be smart, that's totally fine. 704-570-9610. You can text us and share your thoughts on the Garage Door Guru text line. 704-570-9610. Let's visit the campus corner now. Talk about some college basketball that happened last night. North Carolina, they beat the Citadel 100-67. to Really pulled away in the second half. Kind of close at the end of the first where there was, a, I believe, a six-point lead with some minutes yeah, left to go. Yeah, I thought Fiddy was going to blow a gas. Yeah, and then North Carolina. Carolina separated to a double digit heading into the locker room. And then second half, it was all the Tar Heels. What did you make of their performance? Yes, it's the Citadel. It's not even like they're good in their own conference. But North Carolina did exactly what they were supposed to. They hit the century mark, and they looked dominant in the second half. You know, had they done this just against a school called Citadel, probably wouldn't be all that impressive. (laughs) But they did it against the Citadel in a school that had the audacity to show up in Carolina blue road uniforms. They should have had an alternate, and, and, and Carolina took them to school. The thing I've liked about this team the last two games, it was a 26-25 game at the under-8 timeout. At that time, I wasn't panicking, but I was very distraught. <laughs> I had complained that the way they were playing was making me sick. I was panicking. Um, and then by halftime, the game was over. You go back to Saturday against Georgia Tech. Two-point game at the under-4 timeout, 13-point lead at halftime. This team had lacked the ability to put teams and games away the first month of the season. Back-to-back games, they've done that. He had 15 threes last night. Armando Baycott set the record for most double-digit rebounding games. I had my stat wrong yesterday, but he now owns the record for most double-digit rebounding games. Five away from the most double-double rebounding or the most double-double record in UNC history. But you have to be happy with what you've seen the last two games. And, Walker, let me ask you a question. Yep. Uh, because you're a former Carolina basketball aficionado. Yeah, it's still kind of full form, but I hear uh, <laughs> Who does Seth Trimble remind you of? I, I was talking with Hoggard this morning. He gives me, like, many Ty Lawson vibes where, like, his body's built the same. His jump shot is ugly as hell. <laughs> but he gets from one end of the court to the other. As good an on-ball defender I've seen as a freshman in, in Power 5 basketball in quite some time. Do you have a comp that I could go off of? I, I don't think I have anybody, <clears throat> especially because I can't talk, and that's going to be a theme throughout the show. Mm. But another reason is I don't know if there's anybody that comes to mind like that. I, I don't see Ty Lawson um, nearly as much as as a comparison for Trimble, but I am going to have to get back to you on that because, man, he, he does look like he has a lot of potential. Now, for me, 
if I'm looking at North Carolina as someone who had a promo as well running on these airwaves saying that I was panicking over the start of their season, you do like an ACC Power 5 win against Georgia Tech. They should have done that, but they did. I'll give them credit for it. They should have blown out the Citadel, and that's exactly what happened, and I'll give them credit for it. Really, before I start to to ease off of the worries about what Carolina could do the rest of the year, this next game, Ohio State. You're talking about a top 25 ranked team. The Ohio State. And I need them to perform well enough to not just get obliterated because, I mean, I'd like to see them win. At the same time, I, you know, to be fair to North Carolina, I don't know how much the heels could have eased me through the last two games, right? Like Georgia Tech, the Citadel, that's not showing anybody that they're going to be the number one team down the line, but they have looked a lot better, and I'll give them credit. It's really going to be this Ohio State contest, Wes. What have you made of the Tar Heels the last two games? Well, the last, uh, the big thing I took away from last night, I feel like Caleb Love maybe finally is starting to get it. Uh, the Tar Heels made a season-high 15 three-pointers, had a season-high 24 assists as well, in which Caleb Love led them in that department with six of those assists. He shot six of ten from the field. The next game will be the litmus test to see if he really is calming down from the chucking because I feel like that when he plays that way, it is a bit more of a distributor, more judicious with his shooting. I feel like the Tar Heels are much better for it. And then if he goes into one of those blackout modes like he did in a tournament, where he just gets crazy hot, which he is capable of doing, then he can go off and start to shoot more and uh, carry them a little bit more offensively. But I thought, like I said, with him having six assists, shooting 60% from the field and four of six from three, you see the results. Carolina scores 100 points, and as I said, season high and three-pointers and 24 assists, which is also a season high. I'll peel back. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. I'll peel back the curtain and allow you to see that I was trying to point to Fiddy to see if he had a point to make after Wes was done talking. All he did was he kept doing this fist bump type of dance behind the microphone. I'm not making this up. He just was dancing. He was looking elsewhere, anywhere but me, and I was trying to get his attention. And then he started mocking me and what I was doing, trying <laughs> to run a radio show to see if he had another point. I'm trying to give him more airtime yeah. and apparently he doesn't want it and so now I'm just going to move on and we'll talk about this Al Blades situation. Okay. Al Blades Jr., right? Family, longtime Hurricane family that we know from the Blades. Al Blades Jr. actually going to be transferring to Duke and you have to wonder why considering that they've all played for the Miami Hurricanes. Here's both of y'all's guy and Scott Farrell <laughs> talking about how he can't believe a Miami player is transferring to Duke. Miami DB Al Blades Jr., God forbid, He's transferring to Duke from the U. I mean, oh, my God, your dad, your uncle, they're going to turn on you. I mean, how do you leave the U, kid? What is wrong with you? Al Blades, clearly not Benny Blades. Oh, my God, I almost fell over. So I, I was not well-versed in the Scott Farrell type of radio as much as both of you, but you guys are huge fans. Oh, yeah. What do you make of this transfer from Blake? Yeah, man, I, I I brought this to our attention because I just felt like that was very interesting to me to see a legacy Miami Hurricane transferring to Duke. I guess after they came through and busted that head, he said, hey, the, the, the grass is greener uh, in Durham. And I just wonder what that conversation went over like because his dad and his uncle, as he says, staunch. Miami Hurricane supporters. I wonder, did they okay this move? Is there something going on in Miami? And I pose the question, does this say more about Duke 
or Miami. Now, we don't know all the reasons that he's transferring there, but I think it does say that Duke is in a much better place right now than the Miami Hurricanes, and who would have ever thought that we would say that? But they've been better as far as the, the, the bowl appearances they had uh, under Coach Cutcliffe, and now with Elko coming in there doing what he's doing, I just thought that that was just wild to me to see uh, a kid that, like I said, comes from a legacy Miami family going from Miami, that beautiful, beautiful place that I love so much, <laughs> to Durham, North Carolina. Uh, Fitty, do you have any thoughts on the transfer and your boy having his first soundbite played on the show? I just think that if someone's going to willingly leave Miami, <laughs> the U, for Durham, North Carolina, that just signals that the U is dead. It's over. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, like, I, I really bought in on Mario Cristobal showing back up in South Beach Getting the kids that you got to get at Miami to win. It's not going to happen. I'm done believing in them because they've tried every coach in the world to revive that program. They're the South Beach, Nebraska. They can be a good program. They could be a solid program. Their days of being a national power, those days are over. Mm. I don't know if your impression reminded me more of Scott Farrell or Marty Herney. Can you do that <laughs> one more time? That's what do you mean? That sounds, that's Marty <laughs> Herney in the draft war room for Carolina. Trying to figure out who the next star first-round pick is going to be. That'll do it. We'll have more impressions from Fiddy coming up next. But also, Bobby Marks spoke with Mac and Bone, an ESPN NBA analyst, and he had quite a bit to say about the Charlotte Hornets situation this year. We'll get to that in just a moment. But it's the moment you've always been waiting for, baby. We're giving away Leonard Skinner and, yes, I was told very adamantly so, and ZZ Top Tickets. And you can call in if you are, I want to kind of make this like the 15th caller just to hurt you more for being smart to me. But I'll make it the third caller. If you call in 704-570-9610, third caller, we will give you a pair of Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top Tickets. Again, 704-570-9610. You're listening to Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.